Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. Today, a really cool new product that I need badly because I wear a lot of dress shirts and uh, and golf shirts and what happens is when i wash them and they come out of the dryer a lot of times the collar gets this weird angled like crease in it that i cannot get out with an iron or any other <laughs> tool and <laughs> unless i take it to the dry cleaner and so for those of you guys out there that have this problem you're gonna love the product you're hearing about today um and for those ladies that are listening this is like a great gift idea also so i just can't wait to dive in so on the podcast today is Mike Sullivan. He is like the inventor and leader of Snap Collar. Mike, it's so great having you on the podcast. Justin, good to have me. Thanks. It's, just, it's so great meeting you. We've been playing this one for weeks. And when I first saw your information, I I mean, like when I saw the picture of it and your Kickstarter campaign, I'm like, I, I have that problem. <laughs> I'm sure that's why you started the company. But um, before we get to your product and whatnot, hey, why don't you share with our audience a little bit of your background, how you even got into the space? Sure. Um, been been an entrepreneur for for some time. Uh, probably further back that I could even recall. I remember being uh, very young, and my my parents got pulled aside at day camp and said, "Hey, your son's essentially hustling candy to the other kids at the camp. <laughs> nice. uh, you need to get him to cut it out." So that's when I pretty pretty much found out at an early age that I've uh, had the entrepreneurial bug. So uh, I've done that. I was raking leaves at the age of ten. I mean, I just nice. I just couldn't get enough. It's just so much fun to build your own thing. And as as you know, building a brand takes a takes a long time, a lot of care, and it's it's your baby. And I I enjoy nothing more than than doing that. Um, that's awesome. So, and so how did how did you even had had you started another product? company before like it's it sounds like you've always had that bug which is awesome had you ever made a product like this before or was this the first no this was this was the first um i i really had so i'd gotten back from a trip during my mba program in denmark and it, it all talked about sustainability and this one presentation that really stuck with me talked about how wasteful the fashion industry can be and how it takes 700 gallons of water to make a t-shirt and just the amount of waste and, and clothing people go through. It's crazy. And I was trying to think it's crazy. Yeah. And you know, how do we, how do we try to find little ways to cut down on that problem? And no sooner had I got back from the, the trip and I had a bunch of my shirts and like you, I was trying to figure out how to iron it or dry clean it or, or what. And I, I, I just thought there's gotta be something out there. And there wasn't. I was really surprised. So we uh, we started iterating, and eventually we we kind of got to a minimum viable product, and you know, kind of hit the gas from there. Did you have partners in this when you got started, or like, how did you go from I, I've got this problem with collars that aren't staying and not staying well formed to I'm actually gonna make something? I actually pretty much turned one of my close friends and roommates into a uh, partner. So now <laughs> nice. we are now we're co-founders. Uh, he's He's since become a, a groomsman, but uh, nice. Yeah, essentially, I, I turned him one day, and he's like, "I'm really looking to do something else." You know, enjoys the nine to five, but he also was kind of hungry for other opportunities, personal growth, just ways to kind of expand what he does. And uh, I kind of said, "Look, I, I got this string I want to pull. 
so I, I pitched the idea to him and, and he sort of said, yeah, let me, let me go look and see what's out there. And just came back two days later and I'll never forget. And he just goes, I'm in. Uh, and, and that was it. So we just started from there. That's really cool. So snap collar, a new fix for messy shirt collars. Talk about the product and how it works. Yeah, so it's a uh, clothing accessory product you apply to a uh, polo or casual shirt when you're not wearing it. So essentially, you put it over the shirt's collar, clamp it in with three easy arms, stow it away. You can either hang it up or uh, fold it in a, in a drawer, let it sit for about 24 hours. You take it off, your collar is fresh again. And the collar is just such an important part of the shirt that a lot of people tend to overlook because it frames your face. It's the first thing that people see it leaves a lasting impression that you know generally a lot of people don't think to put the time into and it's not until you go to grab it in the morning and you're already halfway to work and you realize oh okay this is this is what i'm wearing i guess <laughs> it's so true um talk about the initial model how did you come up with that like the actual design of the product yeah so this was actually something that we were fortunate where i had a, a friend from high school who was really into 3d printing and I had followed him on, on Instagram and he was always printing really interesting stuff, uh, listening in the Etsy store or, or trying to kind of find his way in, in the 3D world. And once we, once we started trying to figure out where we could go, I just said, look, I got a, I got a friend. Let me talk to him. And uh, he ended up being our, our first developer. So we ended up working with him on some early iterations. And I cannot tell you how much of a lifesaver 3D printing was. Couldn't recommend using 3D printing enough. You can turn around quick iterations. It's very affordable. You can do prototypes for 100, 150 bucks pretty easily. And you can iterate very quickly and see what works and what didn't. So we were able to cycle through all sorts of iterations of prototypes and kind of hone down onto something that eventually became our, our final product. That's awesome. Now talk about your decision to um, do a Kickstarter campaign. So the project's pretty self-funded. Um, essentially, our, our nine to fives are paying for our uh, night and weekend <laughs> nice. job. Yeah, I get so, that. Yeah, pretty pretty tough. Uh, and and really, without it was almost a chicken egg where without having pre-established sales in a market, it was hard to go out and try to sell investors or or all sorts of other folks. So we 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 saw the Kickstarter as an opportunity, almost as a pre-sale and a test. Or on on one side, we can put our toe in the water and see if that market interest is really there if this is something customers are, are interested in and would go for um and also as an opportunity to try to try to raise some funds in order to make it happen and our friends and family turned out huge it was it was absolutely amazing to see the, the level of support that we got but also we had we had complete strangers totally bought in on this we had we had folks we had reached out to who said never heard of this product this thing looks great here's you know hundreds hundreds of dollars or you know here's I'd like to buy 10 or however many I had. Sure. I had friends from high school. I hadn't talked to in years who reached out and said, this thing's amazing. I, I need three of them. Uh, <laughs> so, so to kind of get that, that next ring out of, of people who, who saw the product, saw our video, realized the value that it, that it could bring at a pretty affordable price. Got, got hooked. That's amazing. Now, where are you guys now in the product development process and also getting it out to market? We are starting to create, so our product we made by injection molding. So essentially you'll take a, a piece, and for those who don't know on the, on the podcast, uh, injection molding is you take a piece of, piece of metal, slice it in half, you hollow out the shape of the product you're gonna end up making, and then pistons go in and inject plastic. And once the two sides separate, it essentially kicks out the um, product that was made out of the shell. We'll be using injection molding to make our product where in the final development stages now, so just making a couple tweaks, getting it ready for that molding process. And then after that, we will make the actual 
uh, tool, and then from there we'll be able to do all sorts of runs. So that's that's a great form of production because you can get huge Tons. turns yes, that's right. at a at a very affordable price. So we're we're pretty far down the road. I think probably in the next week or two we can get get that started and make our I think May delivery date uh, happen. Wow, that's pretty uh, awesome. Now, um, do, so how did you figure out that manufacturing process? Did your colleague that knew the three uh, D printing process help you with that, or did you? How did you sort that out? We ended up, uh, he helped us kind of get to a certain point, and then he, he said, really, you, you need to turn to someone who, who does the injection molding professionally. So we had gone through a couple people, and we finally found a vendor in uh, Richmond, Virginia. So it was, it was close enough to us. We're, we're located out here in the nation's capital, D.C. So we made the drive down to go see the folks there at uh, the name of the company, Spark. We saw them and were able to meet in person, and we knew immediately they were our guys. As soon as we walked in, they had so much excitement. They were they had a whiteboard going. They were drawing ideas on on how to make this work. So really trusting those vendors was uh, a, a bridge for us. But I think that in person meeting really helped, and and sure. their excitement really rubbed off on us. And and we knew they would be a great fit for for what we're doing. And we've stuck with them for about a year or two since. Got it. Well, that's that's awesome. So. So what's next? Um, as you're looking at this upcoming year, obviously you got to get product ready to, to market. Have you figured out your sales channels yet? Are you going to be going e-commerce or a website or Amazon? Like, What does that look like as you guys are thinking about getting it out to market? We're going to shoot for e-commerce to start. We think this is a it's direct-to-consumer product, obviously. So this is something we can market right to individuals it's it's very shippable it's it's not fragile at all totally. so that's something we can easily easily handle ourselves um we'll, we'll go through a, a variety of forms of uh advertisement but i i think social media will, will be our big one really do targeted ads but we are sort of wading into kind of an unknown customer market where on on one extreme end you got people who really care about their clothes they they hang dry their stuff they air it outside in the clothesline and on the complete other end, you have people who throw everything together and turn on the dryer for five hours and just That's forget so about it. So we got to kind of find that that niche middle ground of, of people who care enough about their clothes, but maybe don't put in the necessary necessary maintenance that others might. So we need to kind of hone our, our analytics there to make sure that we, we find the right demographic. Yeah, I think that's going to be cha- the biggest challenge. And then, you know, but I, when I saw the product, you know what I thought of? Like, it it's it, it would be really good as like a Instagram ad. So, you, you know, like you could see how it would clip onto a collar and it'd be easy to swipe up and buy. Like, I could easily see this kind of product selling through that kind of channel. Um, you know, you, you've, you're you early on in the stage of building this business, but I'm sure you've had some interesting lessons learned. What would be two or three you'd share with our audience? Yeah, I'd, I'd say, and, and this is something I kind of picked up from previous entrepreneurial experiences, but don't be afraid to ask people. Really, if you, if you cold call people, if you send people emails, there are people out there who are willing to help you. We were really fortunate that when we were going to look for a patent, we had, we had been referred to a bunch of law schools who, who were out there and students did uh, IP legal work to essentially get practice working with clients. So that was one that essentially emailed a, a number of different law schools and eventually one got back to us right here in dc howard university and they were able to help us guide, guide us through the process on getting and securing a patent and getting a trademark something we never would have been able to pay for out of our own pocket so sure. to those guys but it's it's really making those cold calls making those emails and just hustling it until you until you get what you need 
Wow, that's awesome. So for our audience that's interested in checking out your product, learning more, like where should they go today? I'd say check out our uh, social media pages are the first two. So we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. We're hoping to get set up on Amazon soon. So if you go into Amazon and type in Snapcaller, that'll that'll be us. We'll be the only result there. Um, but I'd, I'd say for anyone interested in reaching out, please please drop us a note. More than happy to talk to folks uh, out there and in, in part of the Justin world. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I think this is really cool. I, one thing I love about hosting this podcast is I get to meet different entrepreneurs at different stages of development of products. And so it's so fun to see where you guys are. And like in a year when I have you back on, I can't even wait. Like, you know, you'll be in production, you'll be in store, you'll be live e-commerce and whatnot. So I'm super excited about that. And I just really appreciate you coming on the show. Of course, happy to. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.